0: hello hello hello, hello.
1: Hi. welcome to pride the podcast
2: happy hump day happy international dance day is that right it is i did not know that it's
1: say
3: my favorite day of the week because it's my day to wear pink oh
1: speaking of that we Ooh. have an extra special guest this episode
4: on wednesdays we wear pink can
1: i say who it is you can i think its is- <laughs>
4: I'm going to say it. You should, should say it. it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. One of the greatest people you will ever meet. Yes! <laughs> the Daniel, Daniel Franzese. Franz-
2: <laughs> That's it. That's it. Ba, 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 ba. We got Daniel Franzese in the house.
3: Yes. You may remember him from Damien on
1: Mean Girls. The cult classic Mean Girls and Looking, actually. Yes. yes. He, was looking. he was one of the first positive HIV-positive HIV gay characters to be in a show.
2: And yeah. now she got a podcast. And now
1: Yeah. She yeah. Has a Yas
4: God?
2: Yes. Queen, no, no,
1: yes Jesus,
2: yes, yes Jesus.
1: you so dumb. No.
2: <laughs> they don't know nothing
3: about God. That's why they don't. No,
2: they don't no, know. No, 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 no. Don't like don't blame me Christian, in my relationship.
1: The true with God. Christian will come in and correct. Oh, mm-hmm. the
3: true one.
2: Oh,
4: it's the true one. Yeah. So, what are what some of your favorite cult classics growing up? Mine would be probably like
2: Clueless for sure.
4: Uh The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, horror movies would probably be like Scream. Mm-hmm. Scream, I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Or, um, what else? Friday the 13th. You know what mm-hmm. I
1: used to rent from Blockbuster literally every week? Mm-hmm. Spice World. Okay. Yes. I'm not even kidding. No, I no, feel I you. Would, I would go return it and then step in and go get it again.
4: Yeah. I, I had was, some movies that I did. I was like that with Tremors, now that you mention it. Mm. Tremors. tremors. I'll watch that anytime. With any Reba McIntyre? With Reba <laughs> McIntyre. Oh my God. <laughs> she oh my is cocked God. and
2: loaded. I used to watch um, Casper. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Casper was one that actually I got it on bootleg. So it was Casper, Clueless, and Mortal Kombat.
0: Ooh, yeah. I so we got that on bootleg in Harlem, one.
2: and I would, me and my brothers would just watch those. Well, me Clueless, they didn't watch that, but everything else we would just watch it over and over and over again. I would watch Showgirls. Yes, um, that is a cult classic. Classic. And
3: then mm. when it comes to television, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, has mm-hmm. always like I pretty much mm-hmm. can recite every episode mm-hmm. um, so yeah those are all the classics that come to my mind
1: me and my mom used to watch not that this is really a cult classic of our generation but we used to watch I Love Lucy
2: oh, on yes. um, was
1: what was that Friday Nick at Night whatever it yes was. Nick yeah. at Night
2: I used to watch it every it was like night Matt, I have Three's seen company. every episode of I Love Lucy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love my favorite
4: Lucy. I guess that would be Golden Girls for me like I've seen mm-hmm. every episode yes. I won uh, HQ Golden Girls you, you did, did you did
2: <laughs> And then, of course, The Office. Me and Adam love The yeah. Office. I that's, think that, I think, a new generation. Movie. Yeah, do you
3: classified as, like, cult classic? Because, like you were saying, new generation. Like, every generation thinks of
4: something that we didn't think of as a cult classic, really. They're like, oh, that's to us our cult classic. Yeah, and I'm sure people listening would probably be like, that's not a cult classic. <laughs> but it's like, it's a cult classic to me. <laughs> right, it's, I think it's right. like, it's a collective group who appreciate... Yeah, basically, yeah, they, because basically, they, yeah, they because, stan whatever it is. Because you know? the
3: movies weren't necessarily popular, I think, about, like, Showgirls. Like, it was actually... I think it received a Razzie for, like, worse film <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like, worse acting, but it's not based off the storylines or the acting is more based off of what it did to a particular generation and everyone. Mm-hmm. I know I went to strip when I saw Showgirls. <laughs> um,
2: and you're still doing that now. I'm
3: still stripping now. <laughs> I'm not making much money. Our success but mm-hmm. keep my mm-hmm. mouth shut mm-hmm. keep your mouth keep your thoughts to yourself mm-hmm. you stripped in one there's some hoes oh, oh I, I would
2: can. say <laughs> yeah, some people we, we watched the Players Club I was yeah. gonna say that's probably a good call. had never seen it before I had it it was so good <laughs> it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Mac
4: is a comedic genius oh my god he is so crazy so Friday funny. is a cult classic Friday is like, Friday
2: it's like, like, I can every single time I watch the movie I'm gonna laugh and mm-hmm. I can quote the whole movie yeah
1: um, I would say deal mm-hmm. Magnolias Can that be Yeah, a cold yeah. Cold yeah. Cold. No, absolutely For white people at least That is a cold. Whites and gays That's no. a cold, that's Um, Braden, speaking to speak the white people On the side Please <laughs> let us know What the right. white thing yeah, yeah producers that The white producers <laughs> Tell me what <laughs> yeah. Tell me what the cult <laughs> <classic laughs> Could be for my people um, Also I think Greece too We can say Greece. Also,
2: I oh, mean both Greases,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. but they're two I, separate
4: fans. I think, honestly. I, yeah, because like I feel like I'm the only stan of Grease too. Yeah, like, I couldn't get into it. Bitch, it's you so and Drew good. Barrymore.
2: I don't know she why I know say, that information. She does. I watched something, and she was like, "I love Grease too." There are some
4: people out there that, that do. Mm-hmm. I really the whole like Calendar Girls number that's in there like really spoke to my gay ass growing up. <laughs> are you a Calendar Girl?
1: Yeah. I oh wait, our
3: number girl. one all time favorite. Two on Fu. Yes, I yes. oh watched that God. the other day too. How could we literally forget? I'm about literally that? still saved as Noxzema in y'all's phones. Well
4: Noxie, it's
2: the short. You're question.
1: saved as Noxima and mine and you're still saved as Chi Chi.
2: And you're
4: Vita. And I'm Yeah, Vita and always my phone always asks if you want to update like contact information. I'm like I look at you all the time, I'm like, yeah. it's been Vita and Chi Chi mm-hmm. this long. Because I, I feel like at some point I'd be like, Well, I actually look through your phone like through my phone like Mr. Brick that's not it. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> Mr. Uh-huh. Mr. Brick How do
2: I find
3: you? Yours <laughs> is
4: chi Bareface Chi, because I put a bear <laughs> in between and then
5: I'm not. Gonna tell
3: you. I'm, not gonna, tell I'm not gonna tell you yours. I'm not gonna tell
4: you. No, because you'd be really. Well, yours is Vita
3: Star. Duh. Ew! It should be Vita Snowflake. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> so she do like oh! snowflakes. I must say. So I'm and not then,
1: even gonna lie, Jarell And my and my phone is Snowflake Noxiva Snowflake. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. Well, so over here. Well, Ashley's is um, Ashley <laughs> Neutral Phase Vampire Girl with medium skin tone Mitchell. <laughs> Oh, oh my I'm god! We're gonna call her Count Count Chocula, Count Chocula. <laughs> with medium skin tone. Well, I, Durrell, like, I
2: have Darrell and a chicken leg.
3: <laughs> <laughs> are so dumb. We but love to eat. We do love to eat. We, do love
4: to eat. We, do, we yeah, we like to eat. If
1: we had Daniel Franzese, our next guest, saved on our phone, what would his emojis be?
4: For me, it would be Danny Bearface, like boo. <laughs> <laughs> Not
0: boo, Not boo.
3: Danny Bear Boo <laughs> I would just be like, Danny. Well, I got a lot of Daniels in my phone. I found that out the other day. Remember Daniel Higg? Yeah, I have a lot of Daniels out. Mess or with.
4: actually, I would put like Danny like, Growler, or like where I met him. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> you know, we all have one of those, like, uh-huh. Bill Growler, or Ben Scrub. Oh, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> like. A ben legal note, bottom. you didn't really meet him on Growler. No, not yet.
3: Lord oh my god
2: oh my goodness gracious <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> listen on that note we are gonna be right back with daniel franzaisi yes.
1: hello Hi. 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 welcome to the podcast daniel franzaisi we're so excited to have you here thank you for joining us
5: Well, it's so nice to be had. You know, even just seeing folks is really nice these days, right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's good to look at you. It is. Uh,
1: You look so nice on Zoom.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, This shirt has been in the collection of wearing the same shirt for seven days. Yes, Um, (laughs) ma'am. It's your quarantine (laughs) couture. Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: beautiful. I love it. (laughs) So thank you for joining us this evening. So you're based in LA, right? Yeah, I am in LA, Los Angeles. How, how's everything on the other coast?
5: Um, you know, one thing that's really great here is um, we have stuff that you don't even have to get out of your car to see. That you know, go like see a little bit of desert, go quick, see a little bit of terrain. You know, kind of, and you don't even have to like actually get out of the car. Um, so there's been a couple of those kind of excursions. You know, like just driving the PCH, look at the ocean, go home. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, but other than that. I love my apartment. I'm always on the road. I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm actually um, grateful uh, that I'm able at this time to be here. Um, I'm homeschooling my niece every day. It's, it's like, oh, so, oh, I love that. So a lot like, of people are saying life, that. Like, when I like that I'd be able to do something like that. Like, she needed the help. You know, I was originally helping with her, to, getting her a tutor. But mm-hmm. um, the tutor doesn't work now because they social distancing. Right. My brother has his own business. My sister in law works all day from home. Like, who's going to do what, what am I going to say? Oh, I want to sleep in more because I was playing Zelda late at night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bad. mean, that's
1: an excuse that but I have. You, used. Love that is, Zelda. you do love Zelda. I, I finished it. I finished Breath I the play. Wild.
5: It's so much fun. It's really great. I've been playing it is. It's wild again. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. well,
1: <laughs> apologies for the background noise. I don't know if you can hear it, but we here in New York City have a clan of first responders, appreciators, I guess yes, you appreciators. appreciators. That's good. That's good.
2: That's <laughs> <so> good. They're,
1: <laughs> they're outside just saying thank you with their pots and pans and musicians and playing their instruments <laughs> and, and everything. So um, we're just recording right over them and sharing their love. They
5: love gut energy. Like, yes, right yes. they yes. love, love. It is. We, are, yeah. we are recording amongst gratitude, and I think that's how we started this conversation out. I'm grateful for, <laughs> for being able to have the time for my niece. You know, it's like it, trying to find the, the fastest thing to get something you want is to be grateful for what you have. And there's yes. nothing like, that makes everyone like an equal playing field than a national emergency. That yeah, yeah. Us and adjust And relook look within ourselves. And, and this is a worldwide emergency. And yeah, uh, you know, right. and it's like, um, it's it's something that makes us look within ourselves about what's important. Reestablish friendships. We say, hey, you. I haven't hugged you in a while. I want to give you a virtual hug, kind of thing.
4: Very
3: yeah. true. It is true.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: I've spoken with a lot of
4: people I haven't talked to in ages who mm-hmm. have just been like, "Hey, I see you. I know you're in the epicenter of it all. How are you holding up?" And it's just, you know, we're like, "My good."
5: a <laughs> surprise person that that. You didn't expect to reestablish a friendship, but give them a shout out.
1: Mm. I d- it would be my ex-boyfriend and that would be, Oh. that would be just giving a, air to the, to the flame. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I don't know. I've had a couple of people that have reached out, but some have been very grateful. Um, friends have been sending a lot of um, like care packages here that I haven't heard from in a while. It just shows that. They do care, and distance sometimes doesn't. It just means a separation, but it doesn't mean like the friendship's done. So I think I've seen the good
5: side of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like a good care package. I love. <laughs> I love it. We love got this. one
3: today. It was everything. We got lysol.
5: lysol. That's like gold. Now. We've never been so happy to
2: have lysol. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we're big ballers now.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <I know>. Well, day <laughs> <they laughs> in Breath of the Wild, like you're like. Toon-toon. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Exactly.
3: <laughs> so, uh, so Daniel, I have a question. I've been a fan of yours since Bully, and I was very excited to see you in Mean Girls. What is it like being part of a cult classic? Uh, what was your first reaction to being cast in Mean Girls?
5: Um, there's a couple of questions in there. I think cult classic is like all I ever wanted to be. Like that, is, <laughs> you just gave me the biggest compliment because that's the stuff that drove me. I was always a fan of like John Waters and B horror movies and like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the 80s teen USA up all night comedies and like you know um, that's the kind of stuff that I really that's what mattered to me that's the stuff that I enjoyed so I do really love cinema and I love the art of making film and I love amazing prestige films and hope to do a lot of that one day but the stuff that I've already done is everything I ever wanted to do. Oh, great!
2: Dreams do come true.
5: I <laughs> mean, right? you're an icon. <laughs>
3: like I, I mean, you're an icon for us. Like I remember watching you growing up, and I was like uh, watching Mean Girls. I was like, I can, I can be my own character like that. I,
4: I just thought it was so <laughs> wonderful. Adam, I always saw because I always got it in high school. It was like you remind me of that Damien from Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, I obviously saw my, myself myself and you and i was like okay he can do it so then
5: i can do it so this is
4: perfect great Honestly,
5: i received that, that that feels so good Aww. Like, and you saying something like that is the only way i could even wrap my mind around being an icon for someone like but the, the truth of the matter is like i wish i had that and it's so yeah. emotional to me because i i think about how how different my life could have been and how much pain maybe i could have taken away or fear right really? yes all of these things that just one little teeny four or five year generation right after me got you know like I, it was like I just missed the curve of like being comfortable and yeah, I right think, and I think that it, it made me look back on the people that were comfortable to be themselves at that time and really realize how heroic and courageous that was at that time to live out fully out loud and then um, then also makes me think about how much more I want to turn up the volume on that and be an example of love and good things in this world because I think that is what the LGBTQ community still needs. And I try to just keep living my life as a legacy of a way to just find out what, I, what can I fulfill that yeah. makes somebody feel whole as themselves. You know, exactly. well I think mm-hmm. that Mean
3: Girls is very timeless. I mean, there are mm-hmm. children nowadays that are still watching it. Obviously, they're being reintroduced through it through the Broadway musical that's going on, and people go back and watch the movie beforehand. And with all of that said, and knowing the impact that you have already made for the LGBTQ community, would you be interested in doing a reunion or a sequel of sorts?
5: Yeah, all that stuff's like so much fun. I just want to have fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love Damien, I would love to tell his story further or do something, if they ever asked me to do that, I would 100% do that, like, and I think everybody's kind of on the same page except maybe Tina Fey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: no. no, Tina! Right. She's like, I'm
1: done, I did the show, She's I did doing an, a movie a version of the
3: musical.
5: Which oh, is yeah. interesting. She's uh, uh, not, not like totally done, I don't think, like, she's the JK Rowling of this universe, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, this is her Marvel universe, this is her, like, that's how she put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe she want to do other things at the property and not with me. I have no <laughs> idea. I no. Would love I, thinking, I would love to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm willing to do anything Tina Fey wants. So Amen. Yeah. Something
4: I do love about Mean Girls is that uh, the character you played, Damien, was just, you know, living in life. There was never any, like, like, hardships that he went through or we didn't see any of that backstory or anything like that. It was just you were a comfortable plus size gay man just who's happy this, who's, who's happy in this universe there was no like trauma there was no it, you know what i'm trying to yeah, say it yeah it's really refreshing to yeah. see right.
5: figured out like okay high school isn't the end all be all this shit's almost over right but, like let's we're gonna get to the places that we want to go that and i think this is a good lesson for a lot of young queer people who don't feel like they were that, that they're in this intense uh toxic masculine leaning like heteronormative environment Mm -hmm. um, pushed on them from Disney movies as a child through every kind of structure of everything colors and schemes and lines and everything in school Yeah, that they're just like if you feel trapped in that just know that that's not the end that's that's not even the beginning you start after high school right that's when you get to go to college and explore all the things that you want to be and find your tribe and I was the only drama president But when I went to college at Florida School of the Arts, all my friends were the drama president. Right, (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) You end up with your tribe. And then, what's actually interesting about that is when I was in, you really find yourself. Because when I was in high school, I was like, my identity is drama president. And then when I got there and everybody else was the drama president, I was like, now who am I? Yeah. Yeah. And it really, that's when you really start to grow. So if you're just, if you're like under the soil, and you feel like you're whatever, that's just because you're like some orchid. Just let it, let the bud grow, let it come out, you know? I yeah. love that. I love yes. that. So, and when that was the mood of Janice and Damien and the Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when
1: would you say that your orchid like fully came out? Was it during Mean Girls? Was it before Mean Girls? Was it at, in looking? When, when would you say it was for you personally? I
5: feel like mine was like a desert flower because it was like, some years it didn't bloom you know i I was able to live fully out loud and then times where i had to like recoil and go back and be a cactus. wow i was living a double life that way um in the world so for me to still go to gay clubs every night i had to work there i was the bouncer Oh. Oh! i was able to be there Mm -hmm. but I was but I was working I wasn't there because I'm hanging out at the gay club god forbid some casting director or someone saw me
1: yeah Uh, right
5: that's how Mm -hmm. my brain like worked you know like it was was like brainwashed by everyone that I couldn't be myself yeah no that totally makes
1: sense yeah so from Mean Girls and then transitioning into looking on HBO what was that process like for you did it I know there were some years in between obviously but did they come directly to you and offer you the part and looking describe that um experience
5: i i was i was like uh not working for a period and then i started and then i was like working on like filmmaking and doing some different filmmaking projects and then i got a movie offer Mm
0: -hmm.
5: and i was doing this movie and the character in the uh movie was gay and I was like I should come out and just come out now it's like I want to do this movie and like it's like it's silly that I haven't come out you know and then the 10th anniversary of Mean Girls happened and I had gotten all these fan this fan mail before and I got a letter from someone that said uh when I was in eighth grade I was tortured for being chubby and I was uh beat up for being a sissy but then your movie came out and when I got into my freshman year of high school after that On the first day of my freshman year of high school, the popular senior girls walked up to me and said, You're like Damien, come sit with us. Oh, oh. He he was like, Thank you so much for changing my whole life and making, turning me popular. I know it was you. He's like, I know it was that movie. He's like, And I don't know if you're gay or not. It doesn't really matter. He's like, But what matters to me is just like, Thank you for giving me somebody that I could look up to and say that was me and feel comfortable saying that. Exactly it was so humbling to hear that when I tell you, like, it was so humbling because I didn't have that and I still was hiding who I was. And here's a person who's able to fully live out loud due to my art, but yet I'm still sheltering my true right. self.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So I wrote a letter um, in IndieWire to Damien, basically thanking Damien for doing that for my fans and helping me come out as well. And, right. you know, um, after that, so I had done this movie. I had done that. And then um, I knew that the Mean Girls anniversary was coming up. So, man, when they do those where are they nows, they don't know where the hell I am. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Like, okay, I got a, sh- a sold-out tour last year. They won't say that. They'll just, be like, say, oh, and he was on CSI in 2009. I'd be like, <laughs> like, I'm doing shit. Right. 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 So I knew that I didn't want them to have old pictures of me or whatever, because I had, like, the beard, and, like, I was, you know, doing... I was working on this musical that made me grow a beard, and I, I was kind of, like, serving Bear Daddy for the first time. Okay. You, know, was, you know, it was, like, the spring of Bear Daddy, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I> was, like, <laughs> I, we know. I hit up someone on Instagram, some I, pho- photographers. I was like, hey, any photographers that want to shoot in New York, I'm here for two months, let's set up shots. And I did shots. For every pair of clothes I had... I started taking my clothes and bringing them to Buffalo Exchange to get new clothes to shoot in. And I just kept, like, shooting. like. And then I had all this new stuff, and I put it all on Instagram. I said, now when they go there, they're going like to they right. look like bad journalists if they show some old picture of me. Right. That
3: was a good so, call. Yeah. <laughs> that was smart.
5: <laughs> my friend said to me, yo, are you watching Looking? And I'll be honest. I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching that. And she was like, why? And I'm like, because there's never guys like me on shows like that. Like, I, Very bad. You know, and she goes, well, why don't you be the guy like you on the show like that? And I said, if it work like that. I said, if it worked like that, I'd be on American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can like, pick which show I want to do, do you know what I'm saying? I would right. just, like, on the show. Like, and so she was like, yeah, I know. And she's a casting director. I'm like, you know better. She's like, yeah, but we're about manifesting our own destiny. And I'm like, I agree with you. She, mm-hmm. goes, just look. she goes, so I got home last night and she got in my ear, you know? So I was like looking up, who's the casting director? And it was carmen cuba who was the casting director who discovered me for my first movie bully look wow at
2: that. look at god look at that so,
5: i've had these pictures so i said hey carmen if you're ever looking for a sexy bear on the show here you go you wow. know like and she goes you never know the next meeting they have they go we want to put a bear on the show and carmen goes well funny you should say that how about these pictures and they were like and everybody went sure
0: that's amazing That's amazing.
5: and it just like happened like that and then the next thing i know uh the creator of the show is taking me out to breakfast and telling me the story of my character and the fact that he'll be hiv positive but he'll never be sick and he won't be loved in spite of it he might be loved because of it and that he's going to be pursued by one of the hot leads and that he's going to be fully confident and i was just like and he was going to like play with gender with his clothes and he yeah. was going to work at the Larkin Youth Center and be a teacher for trans kids. I'm like, this is my dream queer role. Aww, how yeah. like how much, I'm out of the closet and what an affirmation now to be hugged and not get it just because of some press or whatever. Do you know? Yeah. right before I wrote the letter. That's wow. wow. And then when I wrote the letter, it was like the icing on the cake for maybe the executives at HBO. Right. The creative was on point. Yeah. All right. And then it was just like God put it all in order, you know. And that's why I say with this time, I feel like God's got it all in order. It's not my business. I'm just gonna keep being Hallelujah. Amen. That's So, so true. true. And it's not it's not my job to know what God's plan is. I just have to keep doing my best. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen we that. talk about
1: that all the time. I mm-hmm. feel like it's all in her hands.
0: Mm-hmm. She gonna deal
1: with it up there, mm-hmm. and then we're just gonna continue doing what we can ah. down here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about your character and looking who you mentioned was HIV positive. Was experiencing, in terms of characterization for that character, one of the reasons that you became such an advocate to spread awareness um, about HIV and AIDS, not only within the LGBT community, but literally as like a national mouthpiece?
5: I had, of course, always um, been affected by HIV and AIDS. I had lost a few friends to it early on in my um, young gay life some elders you know and I had known people who have struggled with it and had known people that have told me issues about even just like back in the day in the 90s about how many pills they had to take and how it filled them up and then they weren't even hungry to eat after that right. they had a Full belly had just like the stuff that they'd been through so I had always been empathetic and understanding of the the HIV community but then my neighbor, who was kind of like my roommate, is was the best roommate I ever had because him and I never had to live together. He lived across the hallway. So <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I'd be like, coffee? And he'd be like, in an hour. And I'd be like, see you then. And then in an hour, I'd show up with my dog and he had his dog and we would have coffee and we would chill. And it was like That's the good. best roommate kind of stitch. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. yeah. But he ended up becoming HIV positive and he stopped talking to me when he found out and he mm-hmm. didn't take any medication and he locked himself in his apartment and he would avoid every, all of our friends. And we could, I went from being having like a best friend to like not or like, who was like a brother to me to like not even getting contact from him. And when I finally figured out what was going on, when like, I literally almost one day like broke the door down. The only person I could think to call is the top. And I had known Elizabeth Taylor's grandson uh, for about two years, we party together, have a good time out, you know, at like different parties. He was friends with, a with like Kyle Mooney and a lot of comedians that I knew. Uh-huh. And like, we were all, we all used to hang out together and do funny things or whatever. And um, he asked me one time, he called me up. He said, hey, Danny, I need some, I need a band. He, he knew at the time I was hanging out with someone that had access to a lot of bands. And he was like, I need a band for like Amphar. Do you know a band? And I was like, no, you know, we had to try to work on different things It never really landed. But when I found out that my friend Ryan got HIV and that he was locking himself in, I was like, there's gotta be some way to get drugs delivered here do you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. like this like th- that's got to be like a thing now you know and I'm like I'm gonna figure this shit out I'm gonna ask the top so uh Qu- so Quinn lives in um Brooklyn but I called him and he's like I'm in LA right now and I'm on my way right now to go be the new managing director of Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation and we're gonna go look at this building that my grandma built like come with us and I just was like <laughs> like I couldn't have driven out of there fast enough. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I show up, I meet Joel Goldman, who at the time was the Managing Director of, of Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. He's moved on to other things. He's always moving on to different charities and blessing them with his presence. Uh, he's incredible, my mentor, uh, but he solved the problem in like a second. He got Ryan to meet like the number one like specialist for HIV in like the country here in L.A. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and got to talk to him on the phone and find out what was going on, got him his care got it found out where it was covered in his insurance for him helped me like get him on track and ryan is like happy and like undetectable and like no longer in in risk of like you know the suicidal things he was going through at the time yeah yeah but awesome. i saw firsthand how that happened it was just like and i was like i want to help more people like and at the same time i get to, i have the breakfast on hbo and they tell me the character is positive like a day before I go to, this happens. Wow. right? And I'm like, Joel, I really can't tell anybody yet. I'm like, but this is the tea. Like, I'm gonna play an HIV positive character, I'm looking. He goes, do you know how major that is? He goes, because we were just, with MSNBC, we were just writing this uh, Bible on the handbook for the media playbook for HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. And we need a celebrity to present it. So now I'm gonna have you do it. And I worked at Glad, and we found out that Eddie Bear my character was the first HIV positive series regular on a TV show since seven years prior, which was on ER, which was Gloria Rubin. Yep. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we found out about HIV, the numbers went down every year.
2: Wow. But then,
5: but then once, um, ever since we found out about HIV, they went down every year. Okay. Yeah, but man. then when, we found, when they stopped being on TV, they started going up again at like an alarming rapid rate. And the reason that was is 9-11 kind of changed everyone's scope. People stopped wearing red ribbons and now they were wearing ribbons for 9-11. And mm-hmm. it just changed people's like sc- uh, scope on it. Plus, people were living longer, happier lives on new drug treatments. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily a death sentence anymore. But the story became less of a hot topic.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And even in
5: the LGBTQ community, we moved on to marriage equality and trans rights. Mm-hmm. And it got us into this place where those were like the hot topics for... At the moment that we needed to all speak upon right and i yeah. think that, yeah. that was like something that we needed to do but it pushed hiv and aids under like the rug for a while mm-hmm. and that was damaging yeah. damaging yeah. in the way that it's not taught properly in schools that like schools don't have comprehensive sexual education there are some minors in the south that don't even know what hiv aids is Yeah, um, like that's crazy. compared to how we grew up where it was like the generation that it was told and told and told to us over and over again mm-hmm. this and now the information's changed so mm-hmm. our even our generation has new information like you know like um one in three gay men have never been tested that's a crazy statistic to me. it is very
3: crazy hmm.
5: and i think that like um these are things that we need to change and so we we lobbied and i really truly think that the work that we did with glad and with variety doing a round table with lawyer rubin and uh and um, i just think that it, what it did was it made room for uh, how to get away with murder and pose and all these other that shows that you know? have to tell more stories about HIV positive characters yeah and i mean yeah. there's a lot of stories being told and you know we're seeing an effect now in places of knowledge and stuff because of those stories being told which leads all the way back to Mean girls <laughs> and the point of like everything that i do is that representation matters like, mm-hmm. like the more you can be, the more you can be seen. The more something is spoken about, we saw it in the in the HIV statistics. It's in every statistic. Like, mm-hmm. if you're represented, you feel more whole and you're able to be seen. You know. So yes. that's yeah. why I'm, that 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 that's something in everything I do. I do my Italian mom skits. I do that because there isn't a lot of Italian comedy content out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there needs to be more like, so that's part of my culture. It's my job to do it. What am I waiting for? Like someone else to serve me my, my mama's meal. Like I got to serve that meal to them. Do you know, (laughs) my mom makes meatballs, right? And then it's like the same thing with my podcast, Yes Jesus, it's like, I grew up my whole life as a a gay person who loved Christ, but never saw a way that I could put the two of them together. And nobody told me that that was even possible. So now that I know it is possible, and now I feel like I have that work in my life, I feel like it's my job to tell other people just so you can hear about it. And I have so many questions. I'm not a fucking genius. I'm not a preacher. I'm like a sinner like everybody else. I just want to ask people questions. Right. Yes. Hi, I would like to have you on. You're a sex worker who loves God. How does that work? Let Uh me ask you a question. Like, tell me, because I don't know. I thought you were
3: talking to me with that question. I (laughs) I was like, oh, wow.
5: I didn't want to talk about
3: my profession right now. But... (laughs) Hallelujah!
5: Yeah. <laughs> I was just show, but I smelled a hoe in the room.
3: Ah!
2: Oh! <laughs> you like your pregnant girl? <laughs> yeah, I, <am. laughs>
5: I can't doubt it. You
3: know, you know, man, I am. Um, a little hoe never hurt nobody.
5: It never hurt nobody. <laughs> it really didn't. Well,
4: one
3: thing until you just until
5: I hear work. that until I hear that Venmo ding, you ain't getting my tingling. You know. What I'm saying? Ah! <laughs>
2: Hashtag. Wow,
4: that's a good one. That is brilliant. That's a good one. I love it. But like trademark because I'm gonna steal that one. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but me. something you spoke on a minute ago, uh, you know, about representation matters. Like as a fellow big boy, I appreciate you know all the social media posts that you do. Your hashtag big boy summers, yeah. hashtag big boy fall. <laughs> um, and I so have you always story. just. What's that?
5: I'll hit on that too and tell you the whole tea behind that. I love oh, you. Yes.
4: Have you always had this confidence though? Or was it something oh, that.
5: No, no. Right. It <laughs> I was the kid in the pool with the shirt on. Yeah, yeah. me too. too. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shorts. I with my brother until we were 18 and he didn't even know if I had hair under my arms, because I never let him see me. me. That, my body, I think, like in a weird way, the way I felt about my body in some way it's Im- it's impossible for it to be fully but in some way it helps me understand the trans experience because i felt like i was not in the body that i belonged in like and wow. in i can relate to that yeah i had such a hatred for my own body that was put upon me by other people and media and images and not seeing an example of anyone that looked like me exactly. and when i see someone that looks like me that person's like making fun of themselves you know and like a yeah it's like it has to be a chubby farm, you know, a fat farm movie or something, like with a bunch of chubby kids, you know? Right. And then to look back on pictures of myself and realize that I wasn't even chubby as a kid. Like, yes,
4: I'm I, have just that, talking
2: about I that. had
4: that experience the other day. I was like, wow, if I could go back to this high school mm-hmm. moment, like I looked good as fuck. But then for some reason, I had this mentality that I wasn't as good as everyone else mm-hmm. or who around that. me.
5: We have to, what we have to do is we have to figure out a way. It's like so conscious. So I've had a couple of conversations with people. The first big boy summer picture I did, I was like, do I wear a tank top or a t-shirt to the pool? I was on a cruise and I was going back to the pool. And I was like, a tank top might be too revealing. And I'm like, a t-shirt. I'm like, I'm at the fucking pool. <laughs> now I said, now I got to take my shirt off and show it to everybody. And then I could go to the pool and enjoy myself because a million fucking people saw it or whatever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, who cares? Right. <laughs> so, I had a little moment, I was in my feelings, I wrote this little thing and I stent it out. Well, it really hit people and their core. Yeah. So it it encouraged me to do more. Anytime I saw something on my body that I was like, I don't like. There was one time I was getting in the shower and I saw like a little bit of my love handle. I was like, oh man, you know. (laughs) Where you're like, I didn't really see that angle for a little bit. Oh, look at that. Then what I did is I just fucking turned my head, put the phone up, took a picture of that little angle and put it online. Yeah, And I yeah. made myself fall in love with it With all the people that were like That shit looks hot Right um, yeah. A couple of so I, I said to people all the time I'm like first of all Like It's no You could see that I have a big belly With, with a t-shirt on mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
5: If you're going home with me There's no You know what you're going home with <laughs> I know that's why right. like that. You maybe felt on it a little bit in the taxi You know You may be like you saw me when I didn't even know, and I was, like, going and, and you know, handling the coach. back. Like, you saw me looking at me already, kind of checking out my like, good dunk good-done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know what you're going home with.
0: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. When I
5: get home, why do I not want to slowly take my shirt off and get scared?
0: Yeah. Why, That's true point. Why do
5: I have that? Why do I want to make sure all the lights are off? You know. Right. You signed. You bought this, so now come get it. Like, <laughs> guys, now I'm like, feel all over it, explore it. Like, you never, you've never been with a guy like me. This is what it's like, baby. Feel this. Like, yes. yes. And that kind of attitude makes people. Then people just want to have fun and fuck. Amen. Yeah. Yes. yes. Amen so to that. It's like, so it's like, just go have fun with yourself. You've got one body. Yeah. There's some things we all want to change about ourselves. Yeah. I'm gonna not be sure. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie and say I think I'm perfect. Like, I look at myself sometimes, and I'm like, oh, damn, this is jiggling just a little.
0: <laughs> you know,
5: or whatever. But there ain't shit I could do about this today except for make, like, maybe one better decision. Maybe I'll have a seltzer instead of a snapple. Right. But you can only make better decisions for your future. Like, so right, right now, today, I'm going to make the choice to love myself today. Yeah. As is. Yeah. I'm not saying big is beautiful. I'm not saying any of that shit. I'm just saying, like, you're beautiful. And you can make whatever your situation is beautiful. Yeah. Like, I think that, that like, some guy wrote me and he was like, young man, I wish I had the courage that you have. He was like, I'm, I hope one day, too. I'm 66 now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I wrote, I wrote, I said, all due respect, sir, but bitch, what you waiting for, 77? <laughs> I go, what are you afraid of? He goes, I'm afraid of people make fun of me. And I'm like, well, if they were, then they weren't going to fuck you anyway.
4: Right. Very enough.
5: And then maybe the people that couldn't see it, maybe people that think that that little part right here that goes like this by your nipples, kid that little roll. Yeah. I know somebody yeah. like it. But it's- if they don't see it, they can't even realize that they like it. Uh-huh. Right. But what about little kids might make fun of me? Sure, maybe the first time, but if you normalize it, Maybe when they grow up in high school, they won't be a dick. Yeah, yeah. and little
3: kids won't be little forever. Trust me, they happens. will get, they will grow.
5: Nobody, can tell you that your belly does not deserve to see the sun at the beach. Thank you, uh, thank you, Brayden. My belly <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> Brayden so likes to
3: talk bad about my belly. And it deserves it. Thank you so much. Yes, we all have. So I, know I
5: went off on that, but I could and I could do a whole hour on it. Honestly, well, it's, it's here's the thing. The bottom line of it all is we were programmed, and it's unprogrammable. Right. that yeah, happen in a conversation as short as this. Yeah, someone yeah. can listen to what we're saying right now and be like, fuck, he's right. And then go take their shirt off and go jump in the pool.
4: I love it. I'm going to do that.
5: <laughs> you should. I am. You <laughs> did. I for real am. The <laughs> you Thank the you. <laughs> with a mask, yeah. mask on. With a mask, the mask on. With a mask on. And gloves. If you pick up your speedo just put it around your face. Yeah. <laughs> right.
4: Yeah. I will do that. What that
3: going to stain? The dye going to stain everything is fresh over here. Yeah. See brains are here.
5: Chlorine too. That's the
0: chlorine, get it. Thank <laughs> you. See? <laughs>
4: Um, also, I want to switch gears real quick. Uh, you were on RuPaul's Drag Race just recently r- this year. R- RuPaul's
5: Drag Race. <laughs> hey! Drag Race. I mean, that is like gay gold. It, it is. is.
4: I was so excited to see you were finally a judge. I was like, it's about damn time.
5: Yes. And Snatch Game? Yes! Uh, that I mean, is like, so
4: This cool. is
5: perfect. Let me tell you, it was like if I was playing like Super Mario Gay Brothers, it'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like dancing in pink coins. I'd be like, ding, yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs> So what was your experience on that? Like, Yeah, give us the tea. Yeah. yeah tell, <laughs> us, tell us that RuPaul was
3: rude, because I know she is. No, stop RuPaul.
5: it. RuPaul has been my friend for a long time, and is fabulous. All, All right. to it. RuPaul is a boss, and RuPaul also, it takes a lot of... You ain't, if you ain't uncomfortable, you're not doing drag.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: And you want a lot out of Rue. When they get Rue dressed up in drag, she's always doing, like, seven things that aren't even on the show. You're like, damn. Rue. Like, anytime <laughs> I've been around Rue in drag, like, at the finale, she'll be like, hello, life ball. And then she'll be like, you know, happy sweet 16, Qatar, or whatever. It's <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
4: laughs> amazing. It's true. It's like, if you got me in drag, you gonna get. I'm going right. to knock it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Get everything I'm, you knocking need. them
5: all out. You know? yeah. yeah. That's so... Hands over fist, taking back the dollars. Ain't no shame. In <laughs> I know, that's right.
4: <laughs> I Collect that it. coin. Secure the bag, sis.
5: Um, okay, and so I, know, I, love, I really do love Rue because even with all of that, it could be it could be uh, superficial, but Rue does put heart into everything. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Yeah, you uh, can see that. Teaching people how to love themselves and how to express themselves. She's opening up platforms for girls to make millions. Yes, yes. she's sending the elevator back down, which is yes. what I wish more queer celebrities did. Absolutely, mm-hmm.
4: bury that. She is doing that. I'm going to ask a difficult question now. If you could choose one favorite Rue girl, who would it be?
5: Sherry Pie. No,
3: I'm <laughs> No. I was about to say, oh, God.
1: It's not Sherry. I got We're about
3: to say, thank say you so much, Jager. This is, is all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the time we have. We had to cut it short. <laughs> no. Wow.
5: Um, I would say, like, my, like for so many reasons, there's so many different things. Like, as a fan just sitting back, mm-hmm. I, would, I would pick Raven.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. Raven. Yes.
5: Raven was an early on, like, hero of the show for me. Absolutely. Yeah, um, my heart is is most connected quite possibly to like ginger and peppermint and latrice and some of them that have been my friends for so long like real yeah, long. yeah. Mm-hmm. laganja you know i can't like just pick it's like so weird yeah, yeah i understand i get, I get
2: that like, I, like, <laughs> I have
3: like a top five <laughs> i have a top five i think as yeah. well. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. but i know who likes no tea, like I can't even say it, but I knew whose shows I would see and I wouldn't see. Like, do you know what I mean? Yes, yes uh... absolutely.
4: Whose ticket am I buying and who's d- is it comped? Then <laughs> I'm not going right. <laughs>
5: I didn't know if it's Reasons Like, one, first of all, like I've always said, like, Morgan McMichael's is a good friend of mine. I love her. She's we've super- met her before, she's, so, she's sweet. so sweet, and she's a fierce queen. If you've ever seen her do a show, she mm-hmm. does crazy. shit. She grabs the liquor bottle, and spits it at the audience, and like, does things and, like, like, <laughs> hanging from her boots. She. Ju- I mean, I, I, I was in Peru, and she was there with um, uh, Raja, and her were there. Mm-hmm. And when she was performing, she like jumped down off the stage and like into this crowd. I'm like, I'm like, this ain't like her hometown. She's in Peru for one night. <laughs> right. She's finding a way to like climb down. People don't see that on the show of Morgan, you know? Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Shows a game show and it's a race, and there's some people like I think like Jan recently is like such a fierce queen and so awesome, right? But if you picture it like an actual race, she kind of like spun out. She was going so fast. <laughs> I think that's what That's, a, that's a really good,
4: yeah. Um, last year they
3: said that about Honey, was it uh, Honey Davenport? Because we were like, oh, we think she's going to do well because, you know, we've seen her and Peppermint in New York. And then when they got on the show, it was kind of like, oh, okay, you did fine. But I think, like you said, it's What's a race. I rice. thought about
2: Trixie. Yeah, But mm. I, love, I like Trixie now. I like Trixie now. I'm so happy. <laughs> Adam converted me. I, I, I was converted like, oh, she's them. okay. But like, now she's super fun.
5: What I really like about Trixie is she's like a really well-defined character. She loves, she plays into it. Yes. And she's also like humble, which is such a hard thing to say about her. But look, she's on this one. She's on that one. She'll do the Christmas special. She just wants to show up and be in drag. Yeah. About, she loves the art of drag. And she drag. loves like. She loves every. She loves playing with all the, the the stuff. Still, she's not trying to be like a tire, You know, like a, you know, like a Naomi Malone. Like I've had it in here. She's like there's seven different color pinks. Like she's like so cute like that. Like you know.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's a good point. She's a brand and she knows it,
2: and I like that. I Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. That's amazing. So, I wanted to talk about your podcast, Yas Jesus. Uh, I think it's wonderful that you've created this podcast where you talk about being Christian and talk about being gay. Uh, My dad's a pastor, so I was fortunate. I'm a PK, (laughs) which means I'm the worst of all. No. No, I'm a PK, and I was fortunate enough to where my parents and my dad always preached love, and there was never an issue with LGBT anything. I always had gay friends, and there was never like it was just normal, like, it was fine, like, there was nothing, so, um, yeah, tell us about your podcast, and how it came about, and what inspired you?
5: Um, I kind of always had, like, this pact with God, I feel like, that if I was able to do what I want to do for a living and be successful at it, that I would let people know that I was a gay person who loved God, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I was, like, something, I was, like, it'll be a platform of mine, like, I never, mm-hmm. HIV was a surprise, you know, um, uh, working with the Trevor Project for teen suicide came out of necessity and like need, you know, that was like something that when I was informed about, I was shocked and drawn to, this was something that I felt was like always like a calling for me. Mm-hmm. Like just at least be vocal. I've never, um, I always refuse, refuse to deny God. I was never like very preachy with my friends, but if anyone was ever like, oh, you know, God or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, I do. Like I would never <laughs> say no or whatever, you know, Right. So, I, but I found that just like, just like I felt about my homosexuality where like when I finally was free to, it, it wasn't enough just not to say something yeah. than to live authentic and out loud.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Like I felt about Christianity and I started exploring that a lot more because I feel like a lot of gay people are challenged, um, a lot of queer people are challenged to face either gay or God. Mm-hmm. And you're like mm-hmm. your choice to like make this decision where either you could fully live your life out loud in love, or you have to live your life in with Christ, which mm-hmm. is love, but you're trying to like live your love life life in Christ with denying yourself the ability to love, which right. you can't find God without love. Right. So it's, right. this, it's this horrible um, catch twenty two double edged sword that mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, faith based queer people are just are are challenged with and there's not enough resources out there there are some but there's not enough resources out there where people are actually just saying it and so what I thought was first so I had um a really huge impact on me with the pulse shooting
2: it was um
5: I I'm as a as an artist, I'm desensitized a lot. Like I, I could like cry once and get over it, or I could like compartmentalize feelings and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where if, if I have to be happy in one scene the next day I have to like have something tragic happen, I'm able to like move my emotions around a lot like that too. But pulse, I was succumb. Like I just, there was, I couldn't control it. And it was anything I heard about it made me cry. I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And I looked online for a prayer for the LGBTQ community and I couldn't find one, not a one. Mm-hmm when I needed one and so that stuck with me and I thought what about a show where we have so many questions and we're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out so many things but on the show we could have prayers for the LGBTQ community and we could Mm -hmm. have gay queer people lead us in prayer or write a prayer you know and Mm -hmm. like and it's been so cool to have that be a part of some of the segments we don't pray with everyone because some people Maybe that's not a part of their practice or, you know, or I don't know, just like the more, the episode, the speci- specific episode doesn't warrant it. But like for the most part, we open that up to our guests, like, and it's yeah. been really like incredible, like who we've had on. And, and I think I would benefit from this. Our most recent episode that just came out yesterday was about kink and spirituality. And it's two things that I never thought would go together, but when they start talking about um, how close that it gets. I, I don't know. It's just such an interesting topic. You should listen. I'm not even gonna go there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. we've subscribed. We
2: have well, subscribed. I haven't gotten to the latest episode yet, but yeah. I watched. I listened to the first few, and I love in, it. In, in,
5: in this experience, like, so we've only had I think like five episodes come out now, yeah. but we have we've recorded like we've recorded over ten, okay. and it's like. In this experience with each with each thing I'm learning something so new and considering a new lens and a new way to look at stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that we're taught one way to look the Bible and a lot of times the Bible is given to us pointed at us mm-hmm. where I feel like the Bible is meant to be what did it mean as a historical text for what it meant of people of the day um, as a modern day guide of how to live your life today
0: mm-hmm. and then
5: as what it will mean for the world of the future. Right. and then ultimately i think that the bible is a reflective text so mm-hmm. what it's really meant to is you'll find your stories in it when you read it it's not for someone else to read and tell you what it is exactly mm-hmm. yeah. church is good but it's not the end all be all church is like food for the soul it's where you get like a little message in the beginning of the week that you can carry with you that's great church is beautiful makes people feel a sense of community and fellowship um it's there to like be there and be like a hug and it's a great place to like commune together in praise and worship, right? But Mm -hmm. that's not the real thing. The real thing is your personal relationship with God. And a lot of that could come from this text. But we Mm -hmm. also have to remember that this text has been translated over years and years Mm -hmm. and through different languages and different ways and with different rulings and votings, And that is where the, kind of like the Leah Remini in me comes out or the Neve Shalman moment, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm kind of like, hold on a second. The word homosexual was added to the Bible in 1946.
0: Sure was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Why didn't nobody tell me that? I'm a person who's been like struggling with gay and Christian my whole life. I've talked to gay people about it. I've spoken to gay people about it. I've spoken to Christian people about it. And I, I'm talking to everybody about this and no one's ever once told me that? Yeah. No. Is it because they but don't know?
1: It's probably because they, they don't know. Don't know. A lot of people are talking about it,
5: scary, right Yeah. Now people want to know these kind of things. I'm sorry. Now that we're okay, we have marriage equality and now that gay people started to become normalized and we're like starting to become accepted in society, we have to start asking questions and being like, ho, 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 ho. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Black History Month. We need Black History Month because we need to know these stories of people that were not told for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speak and, and 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 with queer people, our stories, it's even worse because a lot of our elders died alone or were lost in a during HIV and AIDS like a lot of our creative elders we lost a whole generation of people so we have to clamor for these stories they're the ones that knew those little facts and knew those little things we lost our scholars and our other things right and they didn't have kids to live on to tell their stories so a lot of our stories died with our elders Mm -hmm. our job in this as this generation to grasp towards the elders and get those stories and make sure we tell them and make them into movies and books and and anecdotes and 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 colloquialisms and things that'll help our people yeah and i think that's, no matter what people want to say about what rude does rude does that all the time there'll be a segment about stonewall or there'll be a segment about marsha p yeah. johnson or there'll be a segment talking about even madonna and or, or elizabeth taylor and like the effect that these women have had mm-hmm. on the gay community and and, and, and rude will take the time to make sure we have to keep repeating it repeating it and repeating it and repeating it because we're making up for, it's the same thing like i said with um, uh, Black History Month, we're making up for lost time of it not being said.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, right. yeah. so, I
5: it, it, so it has to be over-repeated. We'll make songs and limericks about it. We'll make cartoons about Harvey Milk. And we'll just try to figure out ways to kind of keep repeating it over and over again until people know who these people are.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dan, you've got a little preacher in you. You've been well, preaching you, it. I
5: love to hear it. <laughs> I love gonna, to hear I'm gonna it. I'm going to close on this. I'm going to close on this, because I know, you know, we could talk about a lot of these deep things, yes. like forever and ever, you know? But it's like, there's so many queer people in the, from the people in the Bible all the way through the movements of some of the major churches like Calgary and the Jesus movement of the 70s. There's so many queer people that affected that, that moved that movement, that have, mm-hmm. not, have not had their stories heard. And that is what we are trying to do. Yeah. Amen, yeah, I mean, amen uh...
1: to that, amen to that. Well, I think that's an awesome way to kind of wrap up. But before we let you go, can you tell us what things may be in the pipeline for you? What's some projects that you might be working on? Can you tease our listeners a little bit?
5: I cannot wait to make a sandwich as soon as I. Have.
3: <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up! Yeah. I'm hungry as fuck. I'm starving. <laughs>
5: no, I think um, uh, I'm really excited about to see what I could do with Italian mom right now. That character I want to. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's so exciting. Try kind to of push it i'm just getting my feet wet trying it again so like you know um the more support and people want to leave comments and subscribe and all that to my youtube page the the better um and uh this podcast I'm, I'm i'm just excited about it i'm sure once the world opens up again i'll have other comedy things coming forward i think maybe even putting together a lot of these little italian mom things to an evening with italian mom type show yeah wow. i love that you know, I'd, um, I'd love to see it. I can't wait to do stand up again. I miss doing stand up. I miss my tour. I miss the college kids. I miss the audiences. I'm like mm-hmm. really kind of feening for the energy again. So hopefully soon um, with prayer uh, and cleanly hands. And definitely we'll have it. you over um,
3: on Pride uh, the series as well, Daniel. So you definitely
5: can come play with us. Yes. <laughs> well, you can come sit with me anytime. Okay. Love oh, that. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are in L.A. a lot. So we are
2: in L.A. a lot.
4: We would love to link up at some point, get some coffee. Have some brunch. smoke a blunt.
5: Some whatever. Uh, you, know. you could come over and hang out, but I got nothing to offer you, not even a piece of cake.
0: <laughs> we'll bring the
1: cake.
3: We'll bring, we'll
5: the, bring cake. the cake.
1: I got the cake. oh well, Come on over. I'll put a pot of coffee on. Thank <laughs> you, <Thank> you Daniel <laughs> and entertainer.
5: Entertainer. We love
1: it so much. That was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so much. much. Thank,
5: you. Thank you.
1: Be safe. <laughs> and we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Pride the Podcast. Welcome you guys, back. Daniel is. H-la- Hilarious my new, That's my new bae.
4: Oh that's your new bay. <laughs> Does he know that? And not yet. I mean we set it up in that. in spray the spray with in, water. In, right. In the interview. I was like, oh we should go for a coffee. <laughs> Oh and God. you see, he probably he ignored was like, that. Like, huh? I can't hear you. Right. right. Oh, it's breaking
2: up. <laughs> you don't want what you got.
1: I had no idea that he was so religious. Religious. Yeah. yeah. Me either. In the Lord's work.
2: Yeah. He was preaching. He was. Yeah. I was like, oh, you a little preacher? I yes. see you. Mm-hmm. No, that was it. Was really great, and I loved how like deep he got. Like I was just like, all right, you talk. Let you, you talk. Right. Yeah, you giving me information that I need to hear.
1: I know, and all, what he was saying about all the like kismet stuff about mm-hmm. yeah, he was the friends of the casting producer at Looking, and her next meeting they were going to cast a bear mm-hmm. role, and yep. she said, "Oh, well, I happen to have all of these pictures <laughs> right. of that Dale had just sent me." Exactly. And then God was like,
4: "Okay, <laughs> right." <I'm here."
1: laughs> anyway, I thought that was I thought that was really inspiring. So mm-hmm. God, if you if you listening,
2: help
1: uh, <laughs>
2: God, if you are up there. <laughs>
1: If you listen to us, um, we're
2: struggling. We
1: sure would like to be part of something. If you can
2: get to. through to unemployment,
0: please.
1: No
2: way, no way. <laughs> oh no! I would love my stimulus check. That would be real nice. Trump it's is tweeting really long too long much. He mm. owes me
4: money. You, you on Twitter too much? Where's my
2: money? Run me my money. I did that little stimulus check thing <laughs> that you sent, <laughs> that you sent me, and it was just like error. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, what?
3: I'm going to do it for you tonight. Yeah, please. I'm going to do it for you because you need it. They were like like knocking on the scale. It said (laughs) error. No, scale says error too? Okay. No, um, I thought Daniel was great and it was an honor to have him on. And, like, for so many of us that were young LGBT to talk to someone that mm-hmm. really shaped our lives as you know we were growing up and seeing Mean Girls and you know all the other projects that he's done since then I just thought it was great and FYI the movie Bully was like based off of a real life story mm-hmm. like yeah. it,
4: was, it was based off a real life story and that's one of Taco's favorite movie we watched it like yeah. here recently and I was like, oh my god, that is Daniel Franzese, just <laughs> over there, <laughs> just doing his thing. You know? I had no
1: idea that Mean Girls was released in 2004. Yeah,
4: yeah girl. We were so
1: I,
3: was, I was a ago. senior in high school. Yeah. That's literally half my Oh, I thought you said you were a senior citizen, actually. So no, you didn't. Yeah, don't did. play me. You're don't not. do
2: me. Don't <laughs> do me. We were like 15, so <laughs> yeah, we were like at young. the height of yeah. our like...
1: I don't think I was even out absolutely I was, I was definitely not I was out
3: I had a flag and everything yeah, yeah. you were out the day you were born yeah, right? yeah well, you, you came you, out like, uh, like, <laughs> you know what and I'm proud of that y'all are welcome for me shaping y'all's lives
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true thank you Adam for but giving me that acknowledgement I will say I did love he was like uh Raven would probably be his like oh, I love right because I was like I, you need to name one
2: right yeah. Yeah.
4: Like, I guess if I had to it'd be he Raven. said Sherry Pipe <laughs>
2: That, okay, yeah, that was but, funny. What
4: was <laughs> uh, so good was he was like, there are those who I will buy tickets to a show and then there are those who I will not. Yeah.
1: And I was like, damn it, spill the tea. I know. He's not going to spill the tea. He has to be professional. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> maybe we could have bleeped it. Maybe if we y'all go on this coffee sleep.
4: date, Adam, you can find <laughs> out. Show sure would love to. He said, I come over, I'll put a cop, pot of coffee on. I was like, i We got to be there too, so. Uh. Yeah, okay, <laughs> wait. In wait,
3: the car, you huh? just show up. And <laughs> he's like, Where's the rest of them? <laughs> oh, it's
2: just me. And oh, okay. then what
3: cake you plan on taking?
4: Uh, what cake you plan all, on All these chocolate cakes.
2: Saw oh, so me cakes. and Ashley.
4: <laughs> no. Well, what? That's you too, bumby. You're
3: going to run it out with your backside. All That's
2: right. okay. That's okay. <laughs> I know somebody like it. I know somebody want it.
4: Yeah. Good lord. Well, he was a fun guest. No, that was a was... lot of fun. Yeah, and he seemed like he was
2: just an old good Judy, just right catching up. Felt so natural. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, hopefully we'll get to see him when we go to LA. We will. He'll be dunking endogenous. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 No.
1: <laughs> no. He's gonna have lunch with us. Have brunch with us for yeah, sure.
2: We're definitely gonna do brunch. Yeah. We're, we love brunch. No, we do love brunch. We're
1: gonna cast him in the next season and part the
3: series. Last Hello. Dude, hey. And the role he's gonna play is. Adam's and on the bae. next episode, uh, Pride Podcast, <laughs> we will be discussing. He ain't playing Adam's Bay. You ain't got a bay. We taking all bays from you.
0: Why not? Because
3: Adam is destined to be like... alone. <laughs> well, I got I no man. You, I got no
4: money. I got no employment. I got no job. I no, got shit
3: to do. No, no, Adam. You got you got friends. You got us.
1: We're talking about the scripted
3: character.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like, this isn't about you. This <laughs> is
3: literally about you. Adam is the heart of the show. He's supposed to, like, not worry about a relationship.
1: And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say a big thank you to Daniel Francesi for taking the time to speak with us and being our featured guest on today's episode of Pride the Podcast. Yes. yes. Thank
3: you, Danny. And please, uh, you know, go follow Pride at Pride the Series on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also follow me at I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram and, um... Darell Anthony on Twitter and Darell Anthony Facebook page.
4: You can find me at Boxed Wine Poppy with a zero. Instagram, Twitter, it is not safe for work. So just be aware of that. Even though you're at home, I don't give a fuck. What you got on your uh, Twitter that's so nasty? Well, I don't retweet a lot of nasty things. I just like a lot of nasty things. Mm, how nasty?
2: Anyway, not Ashley, word. <laughs> you can find Ashley. I am pure and of him at Ashley Aaron. Wait, <laughs> unlike out of here. Right.
3: I definitely saw some of you like this long. Well,
2: what? Uh, we'll say that for next time. Not episode. me. Yeah, I did. Well, who did
3: it? It was another little chocolate drop. Who liked it? Uh, there's a lot of us. No, <laughs> wait, there's a lot of drops. I yeah. Thought,
1: well, it was nice what you what you like. No, you can so. find me, Braden, <laughs> at Mr. Braden Bradley on Instagram and Twitter. He may send some to your Instagram
2: inbox. Oh yes, and, and follow Danny at What's Up Danny on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And go listen to his podcast. Yes, Jesus. Yes, yes Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. And on that note, yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all next week.
3: Wash
1: see your hands. Up. Oh, hear us. And wash your ass. Wash your, your ass. ass. Be safe out there.
4: Oh, bye. Bye. Bye.